You're listening to Sarah Picking Entertainment. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Andre Cherry, your host of the Cherry Picking Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading another episode of the show. I am thrilled that you're listening to this episode today because we are already in week 12 of the college football season. I feel like it's flown by, but I feel like there's been a lot of parody. It's been fun this season. We haven't seen Alabama run buckshot like we normally do every week, every season. There has been parody in college football and parody is a great thing, in my opinion. Right now, we'll kick this episode off. I would like to just walk you through the college football standings as they currently sit today through 11 weeks. We've got Georgia at number one, followed by, by Ohio State at number two, then Michigan, TCU, Tennessee at number five, LSU at number six, and USC at number seven. Again, these are the college football standings through week 11. So, number one, we got Georgia. They dominated this past weekend. They had a dominating performance over the Mississippi State Bulldogs in a 45-19 to butt whooping. Georgia travels to Lexington this upcoming weekend to face an underachieving Wildcats team that has gone 2-3 and three in the last five games. Kentucky can get up for the big games, and we've seen them do that before. So, if I'm Georgia, you cannot let off the gas. If they overlook Kentucky, they will get beat. Then we've got a number two, Ohio State. The Buckeyes beat the brakes off the Hoosiers from Indiana on Saturday, posting the second most points they've scored all season at 56, while limiting Indiana to only 14 points. I don't see Ohio State slipping at all against Maryland this upcoming weekend, even though that should be a lot of fun offensively. It also happens to be the last game before the big showdown with Michigan on November 26th. So, Ohio State, they will have their motors running and revving for their matchup against Maryland because that leads way into Michigan the last week of the season. So, I I don't think you'll see any of the teams, Ohio State or Michigan, let off the gas in the final week before they get that big showdown together, That the big game. Ohio State is sitting pretty right now at number two. So, they are in good position right now to make it to the playoffs. At number three, we've got Michigan. Michigan had its way with Nebraska on Saturday. The Wolverines beat the Cornhuskers pretty soundly by a score of 34-3. Michigan running back Blake Corum led all ball carriers with 162 yards on 28 carries with one touchdown. Michigan looks good, but their final two games of the season comes against Illinois and Ohio State. Illinois is no slouch this season, but they have dropped the last two games on its schedule If Michigan can handle its business against the Illini, which I expect this team to do, they will then be gearing up for a huge game against Ohio State, which should almost guarantee the winner of that matchup a spot into the college football playoff. So both those teams have their eyes on the prize, Ohio State and Michigan. The winner will become the Big Ten East champion, which will give way to the college football playoff because I would assume whoever represents out of the Big Ten East will most likely win the Big Ten overall, and they will be in the playoffs. At number four, we've got TCU. 
The Horned Frogs beat Texas this past weekend to remain unbeaten. The 17-10 victory wasn't flashy by any means, but it does keep TCU in the conversation for the playoff. TCU travels to Baylor this weekend to face a Bear squad that is 0-3 against ranked opponents of the season. So if TCU can keep winning, they should be able to secure a spot in the playoffs just through attrition. So TCU just has to keep winning, and they will be in a good position to make the playoffs, most likely. At number five, we've got Tennessee. Now, one week after losing 27-13 against Georgia, the Volunteers post 66 points in its matchup against Missouri. The 66 points are the most points this team has scored all season, if you can believe it or not. Now, even though I feel as if Tennessee making the playoffs is very likely, perhaps the Volunteers figured they would need to blow the doors off their last three opponents of the season to keep themselves in this conversation of the playoffs. So, they blew the doors off of Missouri. Tennessee's last two opponents are South Carolina and Vandy, which have a combined 10-10 and record this season. So, if that's any indication of who they've got coming up, South Carolina is bowl eligible right now. Vandy is not. But don't underestimate either of those teams. Certainly don't underestimate South Carolina because they will be coming for you. And by you, I mean the volunteers. They, they are hunting you. So don't let off the gas. You've got a good opportunity to make the playoffs, which I really think they will make the playoffs this season. And that's such an exciting story for college football and for the volunteers program overall. At number six, we've got LSU. Now, much to the surprise of many, Brian Kelly has this LSU team in position to clinch the SEC West in his first season at the helm. And I think he actually did at at the time that I'm recording this podcast. With his victory this past weekend against Arkansas, Brian Kelly and his LSU team has clinched the SEC West. They will face Georgia in the SEC championship game. So hats off to Brian Kelly. I don't think anyone outside of Baton Rouge thought that he had a shot of being successful in his first season at the helm, but he knows how to win. He's a very good college football coach. You got to give him credit for that. And LSU is sitting pretty right now. Should LSU hold on the rest of the way to remain unbeaten the rest of the way and defeat Georgia in the SEC championship game, I think it will be very hard to not put the Tigers in a playoff spot, even despite them having two losses on the season. So LSU is in a good position right now. They need to keep winning. And if they can do the unthinkable and beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, they very well could be in the playoffs, really probably over TCU. I know I just said TCU has a shot, but I would think there's a hard that's a hard uh, thing to leave the SEC champion out of the playoff. If they can continue on this path and, and they can do the unthinkable and beat Georgia, I think the committee would have a hard time leaving LSU out of the mix despite the two losses. But if you beat Georgia, I think LSU has to get a spot in the playoffs. So that's just my thought. Then at number seven, we got USC. The Trojans have played well under Lincoln Riley in his first season down in SoCal. USC will need some help from the teams ahead of them in the playoff mix, but they also can't overlook a much improved UCLA team this week, followed by Notre Dame the final week of the season. Notre Dame has been playing up in big situations. They had a great victory over Clemson a couple weeks ago, so you can't overlook either of those teams, UCLA or Notre Dame. So that's a look at the top seven teams within the college football playoff rankings through 11 weeks. We'll get a new set of rankings on Tuesday. 
and it'll most likely this list may change somewhat, but for the most part, these are the teams that will be in the mix for the playoffs at the end of the season. So it's uh, it's a really exciting time right now, and I'm I'm pumped to see how this can all shake out and how it will all settle once the season uh, kind of finalizes here. But we got a few more weeks of action. I'm pumped. I hope you are too. We'll take a quick break. I'll be right back. On the other side of this break, we'll get into my week 12 locks and we'll wrap it up and we'll get out of here. So don't go anywhere. Cherry Picking Podcast will be right back. Basketball is back. And with that comes joy, tension, heartbreak, buzzer beaters, and elation. It's time to be courtside for every one of those moments, no matter where your team is playing. Short Court specializes in making replica and custom basketball courts for your home, office, sports cave to decorate your walls with all those memories. If you have a picture, we can recreate it. Featured in the 2021 UniWatch Holiday Gift Guide, Short Courts are made using real wood, we frame, and give them an epoxy finish to protect the new centerpiece of your memorabilia collection. With previous customers including Northern Kentucky University, Southern Utah University, 199 Apparel, The Perimeter Podcast with Adam Morrison, and many more celebrating the careers and retirements of their coaches, it's time you visit shortcourts.com for more info and a gallery of our work, or you can send us an email, info at shortcourts.com. Be sure to find us on social media, just search for shortcourts. It's time to bring the home court home. <laughs> then we'll do it that's like good that. okay cool so um, who says what so i'm We're saying podcast. you say that so i'm saying five beth four three two one, one. hey there i'm dave i'm beth and i'm veronica and we are the happy hour we're a podcast dedicated to the most decorated NHL franchise of all time, the Montreal Canadiens. A casual listen by Habs fans or Habs fans. We have new episodes every week, so have a listen. Bye. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. We'll get into my week 12 locks for the college football season. So these are my top five predictions straight up within the Power 5 conferences for Week 12 action. In the ACC, I'm taking UNC over Georgia Tech. You gotta give it to UNC, even though I'm an NC State fan. You gotta give it up to the Tar Heels, because after a lackluster start to their season, they had a two-point victory over Appalachian State in Week 2. That game, they posted over 60 points, both of those teams. Following week, they had a seven-point victory over Georgia State in Week 3. They had a loss in Notre Dame the following week. So the Tar Heels didn't look good in the beginning of the season, but since that time, the Tar Heels turned it around and rattled off six straight wins. They're in sole position of first place in the Coastal right now. If you look at the standings right now, UNC will be at the top of the list in the Coastal. They should get a victory over Georgia Tech this week before big matchups against my beloved NC State Wolfpack and Clemson, respectively, to close out the season. So in the ACC, I'm taking UNC over Georgia Tech. In the Big Ten, I'm taking Michigan over Illinois. Everyone loved Illinois' story this season. A team that had been a perennial loser in the conference found a way to put itself in position to be atop the Big Ten West standings at one point this season. But with back-to-back losses in their last two games, the Illini finds themselves in a precarious position. This is currently a four-way tie for first place in the West with Purdue owning the tiebreaker over Illinois. 
I would have given Illinois a shot at winning this game this week, but Michigan has too much momentum right now. I don't think they're going to slip up at all. I'm taking the Wolverines to win against Illinois before it takes on Ohio State next week in a clash that will have Big Ten East and college football playoff implications on the line. So I'm taking Michigan over Illinois in the Big Ten. In the Big 12, I'm taking Kansas State over West Virginia. I like what Kansas State has done this season with Adrian Martinez at quarterback. I feel like he toughed it out at Nebraska. It wasn't a good fit. That whole situation with Scott Frost, it just wasn't a fit for him. I think it was a good idea for Adrian to go to Kansas State to have a fresh start. This young man is, a, I believe, a talented quarterback. And he has looked really well at Kansas State. He's looked almost like he did when he was a freshman at Nebraska. There was so much promise, so much potential with Adrian Martinez. It didn't work out in Nebraska, but it's working out at Kansas State. The Wildcats got an impressive victory over Baylor last week, despite the fact that Martinez did actually go out of the game due to injury in the first quarter. I'm hoping he's good to go this weekend against the Mountaineers. West Virginia is riding on a mountain high into this matchup this week as the team is coming off an impressive victory over the Oklahoma Sooners in week 11. West Virginia beat the Sooners for the first time since joining the Big 12 in 2012, if you can believe it or not. The Mountaineers avoided being eliminated from bowl consideration, but they must find a way to win their final two games to qualify for the postseason. So West Virginia is going to be really up for this game against Kansas State because it means everything. They need to get a victory in order to still be in the hunt for a bowl berth. I think Kansas State will beat West Virginia, but again, I think this will be a good game nonetheless. Now, if we look at Oklahoma, I don't mean it to divert from what this was supposed to be, but just looking at that West Virginia versus Oklahoma matchup, Oklahoma will have to wait at least another week to try to become bowl eligible. They haven't been in this situation before so late into the season where they have to hope they can win a game to go to a bowl game. Right now, Oklahoma is 5-5. Five and five. They're 2-5 and five in the conference, which is crazy. This marks the first time since 1998-1999 that Oklahoma will not have back-to-back seasons of at least 10 wins. Good golly. You also have to go back that far to see the last time Oklahoma didn't go bowling. OU has been to a bowl game 23 straight seasons. If they don't get at least one more victory, which they they will most likely get a victory. They're, you know, they got two games, winnable teams that they're they're facing. Um, but if they don't, they will miss out on going to a bowl game, which will make Brett Venable's seat even hotter than it is. Uh, you if you go online on Twitter, use because tw- Twitter is still around right now. I know things are looking kind of grim for Twitter, but if you go on Twitter right now, you'll see folks not really believing in Brett Venables, thinking that he might not be the actual guy for Oklahoma. Brett Venables, a longtime assistant, one of the premier assistants in college football. He was at Clemson for a long time before that at Oklahoma as an assistant, but something is just not working right now and you got to give him a little bit of a grace period because he's coming into a team that saw some of its players transfer out with Lincoln Riley so this guy's kind of starting from scratch I know Oklahoma is a good program that usually has great talent there but you got to give this guy some grace he just came into the situation it's not ideal 
give him an, uh, one or two more seasons to try to put it together, see if this is the right fit. I think he can turn it around. I, I'm not one to um, not give him a shot, but there are a lot of folks that really don't know if he's the guy, and they're they're concerned. I mean, five and five, they're two and five in the conference. That's pretty bad, but give this guy some time to figure it out, okay? That's all I'm I'm saying. Just give him some time, and we'll see what next year will bring. But in the Big 12, getting back to my original point here, I'm taking Kansas State over West Virginia. I didn't mean to derail the conversation that much, but I just had to call it out because this is some trying times for Oklahoma right now. So taking the Wildcats over the Mountaineers in the Big 12. In the Pac-12, I'm taking USC over UCLA. I would have really been hyped for this game had UCLA not lost to Arizona last weekend. USC and UCLA, for the most part, have played really well this season and have been fun to watch. I am giving the edge to USC in this matchup as they have the most to gain and lose during these next couple of weeks. Right now, they have an outside shot of making it into the college football playoff, but they will need to keep winning and need to hope some teams ahead of them drop out. I'm taking USC in this matchup against UCLA, but be on the lookout for Bruins quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson. The dude is an amazing playmaker, and with him in the backfield, anything can happen. He can make dynamic plays and will keep USC's defense on its heels. But with that said, I'm taking USC over the Bruins of UCLA. In the SEC, I'm taking A&M over UMass. AM under Jimbo Fisher has underachieved this season. It's looking like the Aggies will post their worst record this season since joining the SEC in 2012. The team already has the most losses during that span at seven games currently. Coming into this season, I felt like AM would be a team that could be in the mix for the SEC West crown, but this is just brutal. I mean, this is rough, rough times right now. Jimbo's buyout is stupid expensive, but who knows? Maybe the program will decide to go into another direction at the end of the season. But for now, I like AM's chances against UMass this upcoming weekend. If the Aggies lose, however, Jimbo Fisher will most likely get fired before he makes it onto the charter plane. He will get fired on the field if they lose. But I don't think that will happen. So I'm taking AM over UMass. So I'll run it back for you one more time. These are my straight-up predictions in the Power 5 conferences through Week 12. In the ACC, I'm taking UNC over Georgia Tech. In the Big 10, Michigan over Illinois. In the Big 12, Kansas State over West Virginia. In the Pac-12, USC over UCLA. And in the SEC, A&M over UMass. And with that, my friends, that is my podcast for Week 12 action. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. I hope you enjoy watching college football this weekend. There are some good games on the slate for this upcoming Saturday. I'm pumped. I hope you're excited. College football is getting down to the final seasons here, my friends. It's it's almost time for the postseason, for the playoffs, for the bowl games. we got a couple more weeks to go, but until that time, hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hope you enjoy the holidays. I probably won't do another podcast before Thanksgiving, but I just want to say thank you for embracing CPE and letting us into your home with your family and your friends. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. I love putting this out. I love talking to you all and just sharing my love of college football with an audience. So thank you very much, my friends. Hope you have a good Thanksgiving holiday. Stay safe. 
be healthy, be well, and I'll talk to you all on the other side of Thanksgiving break. Have fun, guys. Take care. Peace. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickingsports.com. If you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin'. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.